Hello, hello. What is up, you guys? Doing another solo football episode this week. I have an apology for Pat's Nation, some thoughts on the Jaguars situation, some thoughts on other games across the league, and my college football and Heisman thoughts towards the end of the show. Just wanted to quickly get this up for you guys. Bear with me. I am having my morning coffee ahead of a 16-hour workday to get this out for you guys. Probably not my best work, but definitely is some thoughts y'all for y'all. So let's have a good one. Let's go. It's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah. Kendra, I see you ladies. Y'all know what time it is. Uh. Uh. Looking like you just graduated. Coming from a place that y'all gravitated. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. What is up, party people? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. I'm going to be doing another football recap this week just because Sarah and I are, we have so much to talk about at this point in the year um, on our show right now. And I don't want to rob you guys of any football talk just because we're getting to the point of the season where things are starting to boil down, getting more serious. You know, it's like make or break games for a lot of teams. College football is obviously pretty much winded down after championship games last weekend. So I just want to give you guys my thoughts without rushing them or anything like that. Um, I also want to thank you guys for supporting our merch drop. You guys have been awesome. Don't forget to go check that out. We did a little bit of an initial launch um, with a couple products and you guys seem to really like those so we threw a few more out there and I don't know if any of you guys saw Sarah and I's Twitter beef with some random guy about our merch the other day saying that like we didn't like who were we to have merchandise and stuff like that so we wound up adding his tweet to a sweatshirt too just as a joke and people have actually bought it so thank you guys so much for that. Um, I am just having my morning coffee with you guys today. I was going to record this episode yesterday but wound up just getting so busy um have a huge day ahead of me today I'm on ESPN at 3-4 basketball um recording our Christmas show for Nesson and all of those types of things so I am up very early today to get this out for you guys um I think I'm going to start off with Monday Night Football because I am ready to apologize to Pat's Nation and I kind of want to get it out of the way um so if you live under a rock and you didn't know that the Pats play the Bills on Monday Night Football. Um, I'm going, I have so many thoughts about this game, so I'm glad we are getting it out of the way. First off, I want to start with what worked for the Patriots in this game. I think the defense was great. They're one of the best defenses in the NFL, no question. Um, The run game was also great. Obviously, it had to be. That's all they did was run the damn ball. And I think the weather worked for the Patriots. Bill and Josh played for the fucking weather and it worked. What a shocker. You know, when you play like you are in 50 degree weather or 50 mile an hour wind weather and it's fucking snowing, I think that if you game plan for that, you're probably going to be successful. And I've said it before that I think God loves the city of Boston sports. Um, and I, you could tell it this week. Why I took the Bills. There are two games left for them to play the Patriots this year. Always two. But this late in the season, there are still two. 
The Patriots' hot streak felt like it needed to end, and this was the game that it would. And that's just how I felt. Typically, you're going to bat 500 in divisional games against opponents when you play twice a year. That's the safe way to bet, especially when you're away. Now, they, <laughs> I didn't expect them to go into this game away and win and then sweep this series this season. I think that that's like the smart way to do it. And it's like the, the Patriots have been riding this hot hand for a while. And it's like, don't get me wrong, I know they're a good team, but... I just felt that that was the safe way to go about it. Um, so now I'm thinking, okay, well, first of all, are the Bills as good as everyone thought they were? Obviously not. Um, and second of all, the Patriots very likely could probably sweep the Bills this year. Um, but I just think that that's a safe way to bet. You know, you don't go into this, you know, the Bills aren't going to lose both. That's not what you're thinking, especially when the first one's away and all these weather problems and stuff like that. Um so I am going to apologize for betting against Pat's Nation. Um, I do still feel like this is the peak for the Patriots, though. Um, and, like, this this isn't anything. This isn't the hottest take in the world. You just aren't going to win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. Um, it's just how it is. That's just how I feel. I think that's how a lot of people feel. Is he is he having a great season? Yeah, he's probably going to be rookie of the year. And I've said it 8 million times on this show. I think he's going to have a good career. I just don't think he's going to have a great career, which is why I'm going to say right now that this was a sad day for the Mac Jones is elite crowd. Like, yeah, he's having a good season, and I've said it all year. He just fits into the system. He fits into the play calling. He does, and it's true, you know? They they played for this game, and it worked out. The kid, I went, I think he wound up going two for three on the day, um, and, and the entire offense had a great day except for Mac Jones, and I'm not saying that it was all Mac Jones' fault or anything like that. He should throw the ball board. No, like, it just, they, they, they had a game plan to play for the weather, and it worked out. Um... I saw a tweet from Mina Kimes that said it's also a sad day for the quarterbacks win games crowd and that is so true because I Mina Kimes as you guys know is like my favorite reporter I like love her um and she's a big fan of defensive football like myself so that tweet really uh made me laugh but this game felt like Bill was just kind of messing with Sean McDermott by having Mac Jones throw three fucking times and still win this game um I will say uh credit to like Josh Allen, he was the best person on that team yesterday, but that Stefan Diggs catch was unreal. I tweeted that there's so few people that can make that catch, and it's true. I went through my mind the other day and was like counting the receivers in the league that I could I thought could make that catch, and there's not very many. Um that catch was unreal. One of my uh, one of my favorites of the weekend. Um I cannot believe I also sat Damian Harris in fantasy this week. Thank God I won my game before the 4 p.m. games on Sunday because holy shit, that was I, I sat James Robinson too, thank God. But um, that was a big day for the Patriots run game. I, I probably would have started them had I seen the weather before Monday, you know, when it's like the last game of the week. You just kind of set your lineup and hope that it works out. Also, I love David Andrews. I Him on the bench was cracking me up. Oh, sorry, I had a hiccup. Him on the bench was cracking me up. And then his post-game interview on ESPN was also really funny. He's an American treasure. Um... I have asked the masses before which broadcast they prefer on Monday Night Football, and I know I have said that I prefer the normal broadcast for two reasons. One, because I learn something and I like to learn something, and two, because Peyton and Eli's highlights always wind up on socials anyway, um, like the Joe Buck clip from Monday Night. I am, I've seen everybody tweet that, like, if you don't like Joe Buck, you're an idiot, or, like, sad day for the Joe Buck sucks crowd or whatever. 
I will say, um, I am usually not a Joe Buck fan just because of, like, how far he, like, drags things through, and when he likes to stab the Jags, he likes to stab the fucking Jags, but I will admit he was funny the other night. Um, Peyton and Eli do have a great thing going. I like that they're kind of, you know, for people who are less serious and don't really want to learn anything, they just are people trying to watch football or, you know, trying to get into the game and stuff like that. Um, I do enjoy their broadcast. I just prefer, I I would die for Lewis Riddick and that's just how it is. Like he's my favorite person of all time. Um, So I'm sorry, Pats fans. I will not root against you guys anymore. Even if I want to, I'm just, I'm done fucking around with the Patriots this season. I'm not betting on them anymore. Um, I think they're too much of like a wild card for me, but I do think that this is the peak, like I said, and either way, I think this is a great season for the Pats. I know they, I I just, I think they they don't have a tough remaining schedule, so I do think that they're going to make the playoffs. It's, It's a good season for them either way. They haven't really had that many injuries. They have a rookie quarterback. They're playing really well. Mac Jones looks like he fits into this system perfectly. Um, the defense is unreal. It, I, I just, I'm really happy for the Patriots this year. It just, I, betting-wise, thought that this was not a good week to root for them. Um, I am anticipating that by, like, some fucking sick and twisted miracle, I'm going to go sit in the cold at Gillette in January um, to watch the Jags upset the Patriots just for Urban to keep his job off beating Bill alone. I'm calling it now because that would be, like, the most Jags thing of all time is to, like, make me watch that happen and just, like, rip my heart out while I'm there. Um, so that's fun. Uh, the Patriots on our bye this week. Honestly, this could be good for them or bad for them. They probably need the rest, but honestly, they're one of the healthiest teams in the league still, but also they're on this hot hand streak. So it's like, will sitting be bad for them right now? Um, I also want to say something about Sean McDermott's quote about Bill Belichick. I think that this was blown way out of proportion by the media. Um, playing for the weather isn't a genius move. It's the smart move. Like, yeah, he could have thrown the ball more, but like, it's, it's what he had to do to win the game, and that was to play for the weather and run the fucking ball. At, at what point are you going to figure out, at what point were you going to figure out that they were just running the ball down your throat all night, you know? And to add to this point that it wasn't just Bill, he put fucking the Keel Harry back to return a fucking punt against the Bills that he had never ever, he'd never done that before in, in this game. So it's like, is Bill a genius? Absolutely. He's the best coach to ever do it, but it's like, that's that kind of like proves McDermott's point right there like it was smart to play the weather it was smart to run the ball in that weather but it's like the Nikhil Harry thing was fucking stupid and I saw people calling for his head on Twitter um so those are my closing thoughts about that sorry Pats Nation won't bet against you guys the rest of the season um and please beat us on January 2nd I want Kayvon Thibodeau so bad um, so yeah, sorry Pats Nation, I'm going to move on to Thursday Night Football, Saints at Cowboys. Saw that Dan McCarthy went into COVID protocol, so Dan Quinn was the interim head coach. Um, good for him for getting a much-needed win. Um, I'm not sure if this win was more about the Cow- the Dallas Cowboys defense or Taysom Hill sucking. I kind of looked at this box score and was so confused by... Taysom's numbers. I'm going to read them to you really quick just because I have them pulled up. He went 19 for 41 for 264 yards and two touchdowns. That was just passing. And then rushing, he had 11 carries for 101 yards. 19 for 41. 264 yards. Yes. Two TDs. Yes. 11 carries for 101 rushing yards. He definitely did look like he hurt a finger slash wrist situation late in the first. I'm just... 
Regardless of that, I'm confused by the player he is. He looks so athletic sometimes. He makes these hurdles, these scrambling plays, and then some of his throws, I'm just like, there's no way this is the same dude. Um, he, he said he was going to play through this injury and that he shouldn't need surgery, but I think it's just more about how, like, Trevor Simeon is, like, god-awful and them not trusting him that they're going to continue to put Taysom out there. And it's like, clearly there was this huge drop-off for them in talent between, don't get me wrong, I think Taysom Hill, correct me if I'm wrong, I do believe that when he was drafted, he was drafted under that, like, athlete tag, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, there are certain people who enter the draft as this or enter the draft as that, and some people enter as, like, athlete. Um, And he has been that Swiss Army knife type of player for them, you know? Like, when Drew Brees was there, they used him really well. Um, Even when Jameis was healthy, they used him really well. But I just don't think that he's that true quarterback role. But if that tells you how bad Trevor Simeon sucks is that they're going to let Taysom play through this injury, like, he fucking sucks. <laughs> like, there's no one better. I think they probably should have addressed this, like, talent drop-off sooner when Jameis got hurt. Um, and I know that that sounds harsh, but, like, Jesus fucking Christ, Trevor Simeon's so bad. And I think about these things often when it's, like, people like him and, like, Nate Peterman get into games. And I'm like, really? Is there, like, nobody better? Like, actually, there's there's not a better quarterback fit than fucking Nate Peterman or Trevor Simeon and it's like like I said I know that sounds harsh but like that's what I think about um the Cowboys did go up first with one of the nastiest touchdowns I saw this weekend by Michael Gallup the fact that that was just fucking fantastic coverage but a better catch was just unreal probably my favorite touchdown of the weekend second favorite catch of the weekend behind that Stefan Diggs catch that was fucking sweet um my two closing thoughts on this game are that Greg Olson is an icon and we should protect him at all costs I love 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 him as a commentator um I have two quick thoughts about him but my first thought was that I was listening to part of my takes new episode and they were saying that he tweeted PFT a gif of an old man like warming up And I hope that he, like, don't get me wrong, I love him. I'd love to see him play again if that's what he really wants. But I just love him, like, on Thursday Night Football so much that I don't think I can get rid of him. And my other quick thought about him is that I am so glad someone fucking fixed his hair. His hair on the broadcast at the beginning of the season was unreal. That comb over was far too combed over. And now he's got it figured out. He's looking pretty swaggy. He's looking good. Protect Greg Olson. Um, Other closing thought is that I know that this might be the basic bitch like sports reporter take thing to say whatever christina pink and aaron andrews on thursday night football add so much to that broadcast they are some of the most talented women in football i just them together i love watching they're my favorite the day that those two leave will be a sad day for me the sunday games starting out with chargers at Bengals. i don't have a ton of thoughts about this game but I do have a few the biggest one being Joe Burrow's day um that interception from Chase Young was well not from Chase Young but off of Chase Young was just so crazy it was one of the crazier interceptions I think I've seen all season um and then for off the turnover to turn around and have Keenan Allen score I think that that's really when the momentum sort of seemed to shift this game was kind of crazy because it was like the Chargers kind of took the lead and then the Bengals like clawed their way back and were in like in distance of like one or two points maybe and then the Chargers just kind of ran away with it I don't know if that had anything to do with Joe Burrow's injury or anything like that but it's like 
I think this was like a loser goes home kind of game just because like both of these teams showed a lot of promise early in the season and have like sort of fallen off since then. Um, So it leads me to the question like, are the Bengals bad? Like, I don't know. They have talent and it's young talent. I'm not worried about them for the future, but are they bad? Also, Joe Burrow's finger is fucking scary. Like, scary like it got so gross towards the end of the game but this kid is tough as nails man like I don't know if you guys remember earlier in the season he played through that like fucking throat contusion and now this like have you ever been punched in the fucking throat like no it's not fun and it's like I get that it's just a finger and people are probably like oh it's just a finger whatever if you saw Russell Wilson's injury earlier this year, like, you know that it, 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 that fucking hurts, especially when you're a quarterback and you need your hands and stuff. Like, those injuries are fucking gross. And how big his finger was at the end of this game was disgusting. Um, I do think that this game said maybe more about the Chargers than it did about the Bengals, though, because I, I don't, I'm so confused as how I feel about both of these teams. I think, like, a lot of other people, it's like, Chargers are sitting at seven and five and the Bengals are sitting at seven and five now but it's like I, I would take the Chargers again in a rematch like I just think that Justin Herbert's finally getting into a flow he's figuring things out the chemistry is like a little bit better but the Bengals I just it's it's such a weird feeling to not know where they stand at this point in the year um I'm, I'm sort of in the same place with them you know young quarterbacks have a lot of promise they've gotten a lot better the Super Bowl is probably off the table but that doesn't mean it's far off for them I think what's important for both of these teams is that they're not wasting these rookie deals for a lot of their players um I think the story for both of the teams at the beginning of the season was so similar like these young teams playing so well playoff hopes and then I feel like the media really got ahead of themselves with both of them and they just both had like a big drop off and I think that if either of these teams are going to make a playoff run they need to streak and they need to streak soon um the disappointing thing is that they both are still relatively healthy teams in comparison to the rest of the league but their divisions are just competitive like they, they just are uh I think decision making is a huge thing for both these quarterbacks though but that comes with time it's fixable um chemistry is another question but I think I think both of these teams have a lot of promise and you know these these playoff hopes aren't far away for either of them I am going to take a huge swig of my double espresso really quick so stay tuned for some ASMR before we get into Eagles at Jets my favorite game I'm probably going to talk about this week Eagles at Jets not a lot of thoughts other than Minshew mania is all I have to say um I was cracking up at my mom messaging me my mom is in love with Gardner Minshew even when he was in Jacksonville and anytime she ever sees anything with him she just sends she sends it to me and she just goes my future husband it's actually really fucking cute Oh my god. In college, I actually slid in Gardner Minshew's DM. Um, it was during COVID. When he was still on the Jags. Um, the season before we took Trevor. And I, obviously, like everyone else in quarantine, was hammered. And I, during COVID, was still in college, obviously, like I said. But I lived in a one-bedroom apartment in a basement by myself with like no light no nothing it was just me and Jackson for the entire pandemic because when I was at UNH they sent everyone home for spring break and then just told everybody not to come back but I stayed because I had to work because hockey and basketball and stuff like that's still in season so I stayed and didn't get to go home and I was just hammered for like every night of quarantine on zoom with my friends and we played like 
a game one night and it was like dm your celebrity crush and so i was like well garderman she was sliding your dms he never even opened it uh which is probably good for my sake because i sober would probably look at, back at that if he opened it and be like ooh god why did i do that um but yeah my mom is obsessed with gardner Minshew. who isn't um jack's twitter was so divided this day and i kind of loved it on one hand we have the we never should have let him go crowd and on the other hand it's that crowd that's like do you not remember when we saw this with him in the jags and he shit the bed a few games after that and that's why we got rid of him crowd um I understand why the Jags let him go, but I do think the Jags could have gotten more trade value from him or held on to him after the preseason that he had. Uh, But I understand the decision to trade him with the value and the hope of Trevor Lawrence being better than he has been. Um, So I I get it. I I do miss him, though. Like, who wouldn't miss him? I I just think he's going to die a legend after this, though, because, like, the way that it works with him is that he's going to, like – come in once or twice a season and like win games for people and never have to have like a like some of those games like he did for the Jags that were like terrible so like that's super exciting for him I think he is gonna die a legend like I said because like he's just gonna have to prove himself like once or twice a year and it's gonna be awesome um my only other takeaway from this game was how shitty it was to watch these uniforms they both had like the green like they, they're both green teams but these I don't does anybody else feel like watching this was like miserable I was like who has the damn ball at all points in the game because their uniforms were just so confusing they were like looked what they looked like what the other team should be wearing the entire time and it like really made my brain hurt um gonna talk about the Cardinals Bears game for a second <laughs> Kyler Murray is unreal like one of the most fantastic talents in the league right now and it's so funny because he's so little and I remember back when you know Drew Brees was playing and people were he's six foot tall and people were making jokes like oh my god can he even see over his own line and then now we see Kyler Murray this you know little dude ripping it up and it's awesome James Conner also having a great season which is I don't want to say shocking for me but just because he's older I'm like all right go off old guy and he's really not that old but I'm just like find myself being like yeah old guys going off in the league I don't know why (laughs) um but yeah so they yeah like I just they have one of the most impressive rosters in the team uh, in the league and they're so much fun to watch I heard a rumor that JJ Watt could be back this season potentially how depending on how far they make it so if you know that this isn't true let me know but I did hear that rumor and I think that that would be awesome for them I am curious though like if JJ Watt comes back and they make a really deep run into the playoffs or they win the Super Bowl. Is he done? Does he come back? Like, I think that that's the question that everyone's going to be asking because I don't know who is more beat up in their careers, J.J. Watt or Gronk. And Gronk seems to still be coming back. So it's like, is J.J. Watt still like, and I know he's one of the most competitive people ever and his brother with his brothers and himself and everyone else. But it's like, I don't know. That's my question is like, is J.J. done? I know he wants to win but I'm like at what point will he just be like I am literally made of metal like I should probably you know not um (laughs) I do think this I do I think this was an impressive win obviously not they're playing the Bears but it's still the NFL and you have to show up and win games regardless of your opponent we have seen that a few times this season like the Jags beat the fucking Bills for Christ's sake like do I think that the fucking Bears had a chance in this game no um the only other thing I have to say about this game is 
I think the Bears played a lot better than people expected them to. But what is Nagy's timeline? Does he survive the last game? Like, I think the only team that has a coach on a shorter lease is, leash is obviously the Jags. But like, oh my God, the some of the decisions that this man has made this season, I'm like, I, I, and I know you're not going to fire him against the Cardinals. It's a good, it's it's a, it makes sense to lose that game. But just based off of the decision making alone, I'm like, this guy's got to go. He's got to be out. Like, the, the what is Nagy's timeline? I don't know what the Bears schedule is the rest of the season. I'm going to pull it up really quick. Um, Bears schedule 2021. Let's look at the rest of their schedule and see if Matt Nagy is going to be fired within the next few weeks. So this week they play the Packers. You can lose to the Packers and not get fired. They play the Vikings next week. I have some thoughts about the Vikings and where they're at. Um, Seahawks, Giants, Vikings again. I don't know. I think if you get blown out by the Giants, Nagy could be gone. But either way, I think that they have to get rid of him at the end of the season. But that is just my thought there. Um, Speaking of the Vikings... They lost to the fucking Lions. Holy shit. Go Lions. I am so, I honestly think that I freaked out more about the Lions winning than I did when the Jags won their first game. And it might have something to do with the fact that the Jags didn't win their first game on this fucking continent. But I was so happy for the Lions and Dan Campbell. Um, it got really emotional in his press conference. The team gave him the game ball, which was so sweet. And in his press conference after the game, he had me like literally like choked up. I won't even lie to you. He dedicated the, the ball to the victims of Oxford and their families, named them all by name. Just I, I just love him for this team. I love him for the city of Detroit. I love him just... Uh, he, like I'm like I'm like I have goosebumps and I'm like sweating and like teary-eyed thinking about this for him I don't know why I'm like a Dan Campbell stan like ever since he cried in that press conference I'm like damn it I love Dan Campbell <laughs> um this is a huge week for Michigan sports fans um I'll get into college football a little bit later but I have to say though what was the Vikings defense doing on that game winning touchdown though I think that's the question of the week is what the fuck was going on there like I'm sorry hello um also am I the only person who thinks that Mike Zimmer is on the hot seat too I mean I can't be the Vikings are always in close games where they have to kick for their fucking lives with like 10 seconds to go they have they have talent they just can't seem to finish it's honestly infuriating and I don't give a single shit about the Vikings and I'm angry for them I'm angry for their fans I'm angry for the team they've had talent for a few years now and I I think something has to change but like I said that might just be me I'm at the end of the day, like, good for the Lions. All my homies love the Lions. Please win one more. I want Kayvon Thibodeau, please, and thank you. Seahawks at 49ers. I think that this was another game that was like, all right, who's actually good and who is shitty? Um, my, my first thought from this game when I look back at it was that fake punt that wound up going for six was so fucking fun. Actually, I lied earlier. I think this was my favorite touchdown of the week. This, that was, I... If you follow me on Twitter, I was blowing up on Twitter. I was like, oh my god, that was sick. That was so fun. Also, Kittle is back confirmed with a touchdown. Um, this game for me was definitely like a get-right game. Like, what are you made of? San Francisco, there was a chance they could make a playoff run or maybe secure a wild card. But when you're in a division with two of the most star-studded teams, if not the most star-studded teams in the NFL, you have to win games like this against a fucking really shitty Seahawks team. And it's like, I get at the end of the day, it's still Russell Wilson. They still like him and DK are unreal, but like you still have to win games like this, especially when your remaining schedule goes Bengals who are also hungry and really need to win. And I honestly think they're a better team than you Titans who despite fucking unreal injury are still playing out of their mind. 
Rams, which also know they have to get their shit together and by far have a better roster than you. And your saving grace is if you can win that, you have Falcons and Texans. Texans fighting for draft stock is the last game of the season. But I think the Matt Ryan and the Falcons will certainly be looking for some crap wins to fuck up some people's season. And that's even if you can remain in the conversation, which I highly doubt, um, especially because Russ and DK are not impressing me. And if you can't get a win over them, like, who are, who are you going to win over? Also, this might be spicy, but I don't think that Russ Wilson is one of the more elite quarterbacks in the league right now. Like, he don't get me wrong, he's awesome. But, like, what I, this season from him, I'm just, I'm not impressed. And I know he had a finger injury and was out for a second. But I, I love him, and I know that he's probably a Hall of Famer. But, man, I don't, I'm not impressed by him this season. Um, I'm a little worried for him. Uh, I'm going to take a deep breath before I get into the Jags at Rams because I have some very angry thoughts about this game, like I know a lot of other people probably do as well. So once again this week, I don't know where to start with, with the Jags game. I will say after being absolutely bullied on Jags Twitter for my urban hate for far too many months, I am so relieved that everyone else wants his head on a fucking silver platter along with everyone else at the top of this godforsaken fucking organization. I mean, when reporters are asking you week in and week out valid questions and you just have no answer or your answer is to ask someone else because you don't micromanage something, that's a problem. This is your job. And if you don't know, you probably shouldn't have this job. I mean, could you imagine if I go into work today and someone asked me why I asked a question I didn't press and I don't have an answer? Like, (laughs) we should have fired people this week. Who are we protecting and for what? Like, get this man away from fucking Trevor Lawrence. I've been saying two things repeatedly all season, and I'm glad they're gaining some traction finally on Twitter. And if you listen to our show, you know that I have said Trevor wouldn't ruin us, we would ruin him, and that this ass clown shouldn't have been taken seriously after after the whole, like, Tim Tebow debacle. Like, Tim Tebow should not have even ever been a question. And then you throw in, like, the James Robinson bullshit after he fumbled this week, they bench him, and... And now he's saying you don't micromanage. Like, my fucking ass. Like, coincidence, he is playing Carlos Hyde, who played under him at Ohio State more. I think not. I think Herbs just wants to, like, I think he wants to, like, fucking take the money and run at this point. Like, I think that's why he's not entertaining college jobs. Like, not that I think anyone realistically would take the chance on him after everything, but, like, I think that that's truly why he's not entertaining these, like, college options is because he wants to, he, I think he knows that his leash is short he's probably gonna wind up getting fired unless for some like which would be so jags for him to like win enough games to be able to stay or be bill like i said or whatever but like this is just such a fucking joke at this point like you don't mind like this is your team you should know the ins and outs you should know who's starting like i I don't want to ask somebody else for answers i want you to give them to me i also said on twitter this week that regardless of how you feel about Jalen Ramsey that taunting call was bullshit even as a jags fan these calls are getting out of hand but that was that was a bs call um and the fact that Odell Beckham is even having touchdowns out here is just insane like I thought this guy was so washed but like he did hit the self-revive which I will say is like a dope celebration but I think I I think I have a thought about this that is probably a little dramatic but I think that he was probably sitting on this for a while and was like oh yeah I'm gonna hit that self-revive it's like uh my career is on a self-revive like I don't know maybe I'm thinking like too far into this and maybe that's dramatic do I care no I have to entertain myself at this point because if I'm not having fun I genuinely feel like the grumpy cat meme about this season um I I don't know like I just I'm so frustrated with this team and the coaching and I want 
people to be fired. I want Shot to make a statement. I know he's not gonna, and I know we're gonna have Urban at coach next year, and he's just gonna continue to ruin fucking Trevor Lawrence. And it's sad. It's really sad. Um, those are my, I'm like trying not to cry, like sitting here looking at this fucking box score from this game. But those are my main takeaways from this week. I know I didn't hit every game, but I don't feel the need to waste my breath on takes I don't feel very strongly about. Um, so here is what I'm watching this week, even though Thursday Night Football is Steelers at Vikings, and I literally couldn't give a shit less about it. I do want to comment, though, that thank god big ben is retiring like thank fucking god goodbye see you never you fucking loser i hate you goodbye (laughs) like i saw that there's been like rumors that he's retiring and stuff like that and i was like "Mm okay see ya bye don't care (laughs) um this week ravens at browns i'm still entertained by this division and excited to see how it plays out also who doesn't love watching these two rosters like they're just they're two of my favorite rosters in the league and i i hate seeing baker as hurt as he is but i am excited to watch this game unfortunately the Jags at Titans I just want blood I don't even care I'm so sick of this shit like keep the kid healthy and let's keep moving and maybe fire somebody this week I don't know um Raiders at Chiefs I think despite the Chiefs spot in the division they need to earn the trust back of the masses and the media and they have to continue to impress people and while I think that the Raiders are a good team and this would be a good win for the Chiefs I think that they need more than that um Cowboys at WFT I have said before the Cowboys have my favorite roster outside of the Ravens in the NFL and this division is a dumpster fire that I and the dumpster fire I hoped it would be and as always Taylor Heineke is electric anytime that these two teams are on TV I'm going to watch them just even when they are playing each other that just helps me be more entertained by them also like I said it is very early in the morning and I haven't finished my coffee yet so bear with me for this episode I know it's so all over the place um Lions at Broncos go Lions all my homies love the Lions 49ers at Bengals this is going to be a shootout has to be have to win game for both teams um my two games of the week Bills at Bucks I think that this is a get right game for the Bills Brady better come to play and especially because after that interview last night their defense is pissed I think Leonard Fournette's gonna get shut down if you have him in fantasy I would entertain your other options um Rams at Cardinals probably my other option for game of the week I am so excited for this game so excited for this game College football thoughts um first off I have to say Kenneth Walker not getting the invite to New York is bullshit and this Heisman has Bryce Young written all over it with the finalists being him CJ Stroud the quarterback from Ohio State and quarterback Kenny Pickett from Pitt and Aiden Hutchinson the edge rusher from Michigan there's no way Bryce Young doesn't win the Heisman this year I am part of the club that wishes less quarterbacks would be considered for Heisman, but I understand why they are. My argument against Bryce Young is that his job is easy. When you have a great offensive line, a great run game, the great, the, like the best receivers in the country, the the it, like it, it's easy. It's easy to look good. Um, this is why we haven't seen you know Alabama quarterbacks really be successful in the NFL, in my opinion, until too randomly in the last few weeks. Jalen Hurts is like okay, Mac Jones. It's too soon to tell. AJ McCarron was a bust. So I, I think that that's, that's why these Alabama quarterbacks always are 
look so good and have these conversations around them for Heisman and stuff like that. And it's like, I, I get why it's a quarterback award predominantly, but um, yeah, it's just how I feel. I'm rooting for Aiden Hutchinson or Pickett, but we all know how this is going to go, which leads me into my Alabama-Georgia SEC championship conversation. Um, I went out to Cleary's in Boston for this game, and man, did the SEC show out in Boston. I was honestly impressed. I had so much fun. Um, although if you're an SEC fan and you're not a Georgia fan, the barking is just so disgusting and annoying like people it's just I I hate that about Georgia fans and like their culture um so every time the Georgia scored I just tweeted bork and I was the only person that thought I was funny but that's okay because if you're not laughing at yourself what are you doing um I will say I copped so much shit from a few people for trolling in my Daniel Carlson Raiders jersey which I thought was hilarious because so many people were like so confused because I was in like bright red leather pants and then like a black Raiders jersey I was like a Georgia fan in disguise but like if you know football I was in a Daniel Carlson like jersey and he obviously went to Auburn is like the SEC leading scorer from Auburn um so I don't know I love trolling people I think it's really funny people were so mean to me though but like I kind of loved it um also I'm not sure why we decided to do shots for every UGA touchdown I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I am glad that they didn't score that many touchdowns, but Fireball do be hitting different in the winter. Um, I also said on Twitter that it do- like doesn't the SEC feel like it's rigged for Alabama? Like, oh my god! And it's even more insane that Mercedes Benz is basically like UGA having a home game. But it just goes to show you with the crowd there that Atlanta is such a hub for SEC grads. Like, it's actually crazy. Um, but Alabama has been such an uninspiring team as far as Alabama goes this season that I honestly wasn't shocked. I thought this was Kirby's year. I think a lot of people did, and I still believe that Georgia is the better team. Like, I really do. But the CFP standings being one Alabama, two Michigan, three Georgia, and four Cincinnati, even though I think that it should have been Michigan one, Alabama two, UGA three, and Cincy four. But of course, Alabama is going to get the easy road to the championship game, and we're going to have an SEC championship game rematch, 2017 national championship rematch. I am an SEC fan, and I love the SEC, always cheering for the SEC, but I'm so fucking sick of the Alabama dynasty, and I can't wait for it to fucking die. Like, I swear to God, I can't wait. I will be standing on a table at some bar in Boston screaming my heart out for Cincinnati in that playoff game. I promise you that. So if you live in Boston, let me know if we're going back to Cleary's. Let me know where you guys are going to be. I'd love to watch the game together. I mean, like, just imagine it's David versus Goliath and I'm here for it. Um, I don't have a ton of other college football thoughts just because I think that that was the biggest takeaway for me. But I am going to scroll through the scores and just give you guys some off the cuff thoughts. Oregon losing to Utah. I do believe that Kayvon Thibodeau might have been in conversation for the Heisman had Oregon wound up making it to the college football playoffs. Um, But honestly, I'm not shocked. They had some injuries. It was kind of, I don't want to say a miracle season for Oregon, but like a lot of people didn't see this coming. So I think that them finishing where they did in the standings is really good for them. I think they'll get better, especially because the conversation surrounding Coach O maybe going to Oregon. Um, I think that that would help them a lot. I do think he's a great coach. Um, Michigan at Iowa, no surprise here. I think Michigan is very clearly one of the better teams in the nation, and the one loss that they had to Michigan State was, you know, nothing to hang their heads about. Like, it's a rivalry game. Those always get a little dicey. They had a great year. I think that they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. Do I think that they're going to beat an SEC team? No. Um, Cincinnati beat Houston 35-20. I, obviously, you guys, honestly, you know what? I'm going to say this now. As much of an SEC hardo as I am, I'm so sick of Alabama 
And honestly, Georgia at this point too, I think that I'm rooting for Cincinnati through it all, even though I know that'll never happen. But honestly, I know all of America is rooting for Cincinnati if you're not an SEC fan. Um, so yeah, I think I am pulling for, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for Cincinnati. I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm rooting for Cincinnati. Um, Baylor beating Oklahoma State was not that shocking to me. I don't know how they got ranked so high. Like, I think that, that was just a fluke. They think there were 11 and two teams better than Oklahoma State. Um, Pitt beating Wake Forest. Wake Forest also shocked me this season. I wasn't really that impressed by them. Um, Pickett, Pickett, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if Pickett won the Heisman at all. I don't, I, yeah, I, as long as, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Um, San Diego State got whooped, which I was not expecting. They, they had a good season, good for them. Um, Raging Cajuns won as well. Those are, those are all my college football thoughts, all my NFL thoughts. I do want to say looking forward to Army-Navy this weekend. Go Navy, beat Army. If you did not know this about me, my brother played football at Navy, so I will be rocking the Navy jersey this coming weekend and watching that game with some of my military friends. Um, sorry, the show is sort of all over the place. I did just want to, you know, sort of word vomit some of my thoughts out there for you guys this week about football um, because Sarah and I do have our regular show this week. Like I said, I am drinking my morning coffee and trying to get this out for you guys as i'm downloading the new warzone update so let me know what you guys think about that as well um thanks so much for listening and i will see you guys for our normal show on saturday if you ever want to slice that's the truth only tell the truth what the hell you do you got that juice fresh squeeze to q i can tell you new and it ain't just you girl it ain't just you it's your whole damn crew got the haters on mute because they love that view keep looking at you ain't nothing new this is not their world they know you run the city every town every borough they know you keep it real keep it classy keep it thorough the sundays are for the boys the saturdays for the girls get them girl get them Cause this is not their world They know you run the city Every town, every borough They know you keep it real Keep it classy, keep it thorough With Sundays up for the boys With Saturdays for the girls Get them girl, get them girl uh. It's Saturday, y'all uh. Saturdays and Celsius <laughs> With your hosts Kendra and Sarah Uh Y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go.